Hey guys, it's Lauren Yates here, celebrity interviewer, entertainment reporter, and the host of this podcast, Rave It Up, celebrity news, reviews, and interviews. If this is the first time you're listening, go check out our show's trailer on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to learn more about us. And make sure to follow us on social media to tell us what else you would like to hear from this podcast. We are under Rave It Up TV on Instagram, Rave It Up Show on Facebook, and our website is raveituptv.com. Now today, we have a chat over Zoom with Indian-American singer Anand Bhatt. We go into depth about his very unique music style called Latindian style, mixing Latin and Indian into one style. And he is an incredible storyteller, and he has some really interesting stories to tell, including a very fun but serious story about escaping a cartel in Colombia by dancing his way out of trouble. Interesting, right? I'm sure you're really intrigued. So let's get into it now. Before we get into today's interview, we would like to give a shout out to our Patreons, Irene, Bev and Michael. If you haven't heard of Patreon before, it is a great way to support us and keep us running and improving. You pick a membership tier that suits you and your budget per month, and in return for supporting us, we'll give you behind the scenes content and free stuff. You don't have to give much either. You can be a part of our Patreons for as little as $4 a month. Just visit patreon.com forward slash rave it up. You can even donate through PayPal if you don't trust other sites. You can do so just through our email, raveituptv at gmail.com. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us. We appreciate anything you can do to support us. Now, let's get into this interview. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Raise it up. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. It's Keegan Allen from Pretty Little Irish. Hi, this is Arthur Butcher. It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. It's Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. Raving it up. Raving it up. Raving oh, fun. Hashtag Lauren, Rave It Up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Thank you, I like that effect. I heard raving. We're raving it up. Arden, welcome to Rave It Up. It is a pleasure to have you on our show finally. How are you going today? It is going excellent today. I'm pretty excited to be on this show. I love this show, actually. You've got a good thing going. Oh, thank you. Just before we started recording, guys, he's like, oh, yeah, I just checked out some of your other interviews. I'm really excited. I know, exactly. I love that preparation. Thank you very much, Arnon. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to know what I was getting into with you, right? Yeah, I know. I'm really going to yeah. chuck you in the deep end because I'm known for doing my <laughs> research and asking some really good questions. So I hope you're prepared. <laughs> okay, let's hope so. Let's hope yeah. so. <laughs> Well, since this is your first time on our show as well, Arnon, we'd love to get to know you a little bit better. And I think starting from the beginning probably makes sense, right? So we can kind of sure. find out where, how you made it to where you are today. So you grew up the youngest of two and your father was a mechanical engineer and your mother was a school teacher. So how did your love of music come from? Because uh, they're not in music. <laughs> Uh, you know, seriously, right? Those are completely non-creative fields, right? I know. Uh, honestly, I was very fortunate that they actually listened to a lot of music. Mm. And they used to throw these music parties where they and their friends would come over and obviously have too much to drink and have a great time. And, uh, and you know, they would put on a bunch of music. They would sing along to music. They would have little jam parties together. And uh, I think... I think that influenced me at a very, very young age, right? So music was kind of luckily always around, even though they had very technical jobs. Mm, that's great. It was So did you ever think of it as a career, though, when you're older? Is there any, like, plan B, as they call Ooh. it, something that we might be surprised oh, at? Oh, plan B, of course, being in 
being an Indian American kid, and I know this is true with my Indian Australian friends too, you know, they, they want you to go to medical school or be an engineer or something like that, right? So you got to have some plan B. Just like um, <laughs> You got to have some plan B. I, I did actually think I was going to be a neuroscientist at some point, wow. but, but I, 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 I got out of grad school that, that, that schooling is a lot. And I was touring at the same time at that, oh. at that point already. So I, I was not passing my, I remember this one class we had where I had to come back from tour and there's little brains around the room with toothpicks and pieces. And you're supposed to walk around and, you know, say what part that is. I had no idea what I was doing, right? Because I was in Vegas and California for the you know two weeks prior to that, and I'm and I'm thinking cocky, cocky guy, you know, teenager I am. I'm thinking I'm going to come back and I'll, I'll be able to wing it. I had no idea what was going on, as you can imagine. I completely failed that exam, right? So uh, oh. and and to think that I would have several more years of this, no way. So I did I did compromise with uh, you know with a master's in like IT and management or something like that, which I almost never used, but still. <laughs> That was that was the almost backup plan. Yeah, does it really even matter when you're going out on tour? Like, come on, tour, doesn't that kind of mean you've sort of made it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it depends. I mean, the rug can get pulled out from you on uh, and any day. And I've definitely had tours that cost me money, which is yeah. weird how that works. But uh, yeah, that's um, I, I can honestly, my heart was not into the neuroscience, even though I loved it. I loved it as a kid. But, you know, you're like, hmm hang out with celebrities who I grew up listening to in other states or, you know, sit around in a, in a laboratory somewhere, right? It was a kind of a, it was almost a no-brainer, pun intended. Absolutely. And it's something you actually are passionate about and you love. So you got to do that for the right. rest of your life. <laughs> right. Well, I love doing my research on you because I found this really funny that your first public media like notice was when you were still in high school and you and your friends choreographed a relief you know, fun dance, oh, although yeah. you actually made homemade monkey looking outfits. I was like, oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. And, like the, the song and the story. dance even landed on Chicago radio, which is fantastic. What was the next step <laughs> after that? Or was that just kind of like your five seconds of fame until you were older? Oh, no, that's the thing. I think where the light bulb started going off for me. I don't know if it was the same for my friends and bandmates who, you know, they may have just been having fun. But I was like, oh, wow, this is doable. And that was a really, we were having a lot of silly fun, but to, you know, for, you know, to be a high school kid with some quick local fame like that, I was hooked. I was hooked right away. So at that point, um, one of my other writing partners, Steve from that group, uh, he and I just went for it and we started writing more songs, trying to release more songs. And we just completely went for it. Um, and then once we we're on the radio, partly then other radio interviews, and, and we just totally went for it. And then I joined other bands and side projects. Luckily in Chicago, there's a lot of big bands that actually were based out of there that had some fame maybe maybe in the prior years, but you know, they were still working bands so you can get jobs and gigs, uh, you know, playing guitar and their side projects here and there and, and then network that way. Yeah. And it was, it, was, it was full force, it was full force. That definitely, you know, lit the fire. Yeah, well, just good. And it's, uh, can I say the rest is history? <laughs> Yeah, and the rest was history. <laughs> so even to support yourself as a teenager as well, you performed as a dancing DJ, I love that name, at weddings and bar mitzvahs and corporate parties. Do you ever miss that side of the entertainment industry a little bit, you know, playing covers and stuff instead of your own? Or Yes, yes, because uh, cause it's a lot of it felt um, 
was handled by somebody else, right? Something like that. If you're doing bar mitzvahs and, you know, wedding, and, and a lot of it's just kind of fun. We're, we're having fun, but there was a seriousness to it and a work ethic to it that actually felt like it was, it was just like a job, like working at a grocery store, that type of thing. So there's a sense of security and a sense of fun at the same time that I think at a bigger professional level doesn't actually exist, right? You're always kind of, I always feel like you're on thin ice, right? In the entertainment industry on that, like, like I said, the rug can be pulled out from under you. So I, I definitely kind of miss that stuff. And it is, it is very, very fun to be young and just pull out a couple of guitars at a college party and play cover songs or, you know, people at a wedding, a wedding crowd is the happiest crowd ever. You almost cannot screw up a wedding crowd. You just can't do it. <laughs> Right. Like so like every wedding uh, performance is like you, you may as well be playing, you know, the Grammy Awards. Right. Like it's like, and they're so happy. And like afterwards, everyone's telling you how great you are and everyone's having a good time. And, you know, and and that's um, and it's easy. They're cover songs. They're not your songs. Right. Yes. So you could just you can spit out and do your versions of them. Right. It's, it's super fun. I, I absolutely do miss. I miss that. For sure. Looking back on those days as well, do you actually find, you know, it kind of grew as a person and got you ready for the industry, kind of doing those hard yards? Yes, yes, absolutely. Because there was a work ethic involved with those where I've noticed with other colleagues that I've seen who who went kind of straight into doing their own stuff, that there wasn't this, if you're supposed to be there at 8 a.m. and set up and 2 p.m. again to sound check and go on at eight sharp or you lose your job that you're getting a paycheck for right like there's when without that there's definitely a work ethic and there were older managers of those uh, of those businesses that were that were really good really good at keeping me in line showing me the ropes i mean there was a lot of mentorship and a lot of responsibility you know that i think um, i wouldn't have learned without that well, DJing, I don't think is kind of like what we'd kind of consider the so-called normal job. Did you have any other yeah, so-called well, normal jobs as well on the side just to help you pay the bills a bit more? <laughs> yeah, that's that's so funny. Yeah, I guess DJing doesn't count normal. It felt like a normal job at the time, that's for sure. Yeah, you're um, like, this is my life. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I got to show up at the same place every day, right? But um yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, as a teenager, I had normal jobs like working at pizza places, right? I've learned how to make pizzas and, you know, retail, you got to work retail. But there in my adult life, definitely was I was a school teacher for a little bit. Oh, wow. Following and, your uh, mom's that was school. very strange, because I was actually going on tour and somehow balanced that I don't know how that works. But um, that was yes, yeah, a Catholic school teacher then. I'm not Catholic, so I'm I'm very fortunate that, uh, that I was able to teach Catholic school. <laughs> that they let you in. <laughs> that they let me in. And but what with the best part is I got a lot of days off. Catholics get a lot of days off. There's like this Saint's Day and that Saint's Day, and because not being Catholic, I didn't have to go to mass, so I had got a lot of time to just hang out and do nothing and surf the internet. Right? It was it was a pretty fun gig actually. Yeah. Why'd you leave? And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Like, I, I thought, I think about that actually. It was a pretty sweet job, but you know, uh, school teachers do not get paid a lot at all in the United States at all. I think the healthcare benefits are great, but like the pay is, uh, it was less than minimum wage. I hate to admit it, but you know, yeah. hey, at least it's good meaningful work though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And obviously, my passion was in, you know, entertainment. So, Absolutely. and then quickly after that, I worked in, you know, a corporate IT job 
which, uh, you know, was interesting experience, but it was just so night and day from why am I here in a boardroom wearing a tie talking about things I really don't understand. I'm really, I was really faking a lot of those meetings on the technical level, right? Talking about things I did not, I do not understand where I know I can be in Los Angeles and do a really fun Hollywood gig, you know, uh, you know, by the end of the week, right? Like that was a pretty, it, it was pretty tearing on that, yep. right? You've had a really cool life, haven't you? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. These celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation in our new book, Knowing What I Know Now. This is filled with 70 quotes from your favourite celebrities on what they would tell their 14-year-old selves. A book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bully or depression. It is available worldwide as a paperback, ebook, and audiobook version. Go to raveituptv.com to buy your copy now. In this day and age, we're surrounded by technology and electricity all the time, like our phones and laptops, phone and radio towers, Wi-Fi, electric power lines, and the appliances in our home. Do you know that these could be damaging your health? because of the electromagnetic radiation coming off them. When I found Orgone Effects though and bought their products, I immediately noticed a difference. I started sleeping better and was even calmer and not always high in adrenaline. Orgone Effects has over 20 years experience in developing products to neutralize the harmful effects of EMRs. I have six of their products myself now and I could not recommend them highly enough. These products last a lifetime too, so you only have to buy them once. Go check out their website, orgoneffectsaustralia.com.au. That is O-R-G-O-N-E effectsaustralia.com.au. And type in the coupon code RAVEITUP at checkout. You have also been, uh, you know, quite privileged to also have so many people help you over your career. So like members of rock band Faith No More, they helped you and then... Rob Zombie showed you how to sign autographs. What tips did he have? I thought that would be pretty straightforward. You just sign your you name. Know, yeah, so did I. So did I. Like you would think you just sign your name. So get this for anyone wanting to learn how to sign an autograph. Apparently do not sign your name to other people's stuff. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, and look, these days, most of it's selfies, right? Hmm. Because if you sign your way the same way you do on checks and legal documents on somebody else's stuff, that's a very dangerous precedent to have somebody else have your signature hanging on oh, the wall. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah, want to yeah. come up with, you want to come up with an entertainment one. And then the best tip from Rob Zombie was, and it's really interesting because I was watching him sign a lot. Cause back then what would happen is there were still record stores or CD stores and an artist would come through and do a signing at a physical music store. And there'd be a line around the block, right? So he would have to sign thousands thousands of autographs in, 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 in that block of time. And I was very fortunate that uh, one of the major radio DJs at that time for a big Chicago station was like, oh, I know you're a fan. And then we were on that station frequently enough. And he's like, oh, I know, Anand, you're a fan of Rob Zombie. You should come and meet him, right? I'll put you on the guest list. I was very fortunate, right? I'm like, oh yes, I'm, I'm showing up. And so I'm getting to stand next to Rob Zombie as he's signing signing them left and right. And he's talking to me, right? Because eventually it becomes very mechanical, as you can imagine, for, for a celebrity as he's signing autographs. Like he's having a conversation with me and signing thousands of autographs at the same yes. time. And uh, 
And he showed me the trick of the, it needs to be very quick. Yeah, very You need short. to just come up with something just that initial. is signature to you. Exactly. That can be like, all right, Rob Zombie next, without seeming like you're nexting everybody. But yes. like, and you know, it's this is rock music. So he's signing boobs and, you know, and, and the back of things, right? So it's everything, right? He's just like, you know, blah, blah, blah. As he's having a conversation, right? It was, it was very suave, right? I was very impressed. But, you know, I'm young and impressionable, and I'm like, that is excellent advice. And uh, ever since then, the the few times it happens, I know to do my very special and one that's very quick I can knock out in a matter in less than a second. Wow, that's fantastic. Do you ever find, like, you know, you might be on a serious document, though, and then you do <laughs> your entertainment yeah. autograph? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would no, no, because there's much more of a process in reading those documents. So I know to, to write the real one. Maybe, okay, maybe if I'm lucky, I should try. I should try signing the other one and then maybe it'll help me get out of that document in the future. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe know. like, Oh, you want my <laughs> autograph. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not the signature, the autograph. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. Wow. Okay. You've given me some tips too. I think I need to change my autograph too. <laughs> you, need, you need to change that autograph and maybe we should start closing real estate with a fake, uh, with, you know, a fake uh, autograph. Mm, I like the way you and think. Then you can back out of that deal. <laughs> I really do like the way you think. <laughs> now, as you've gotten older, you've also invented your own like signature sound you call Latin Indian style. I love that. I understand why you know you wanted to do Indian music with being Indian American, but why did you decide to incorporate the Latin? All right, so uh, all right, I'll, I'll admit this to you. So honestly, it was to impress a girl. Oh, of course. Was, Isn't that why we do everything? No. <laughs> right, uh, right. It, it was to impress a woman, seriously. And uh, and but in all in all reality, especially growing up in Chicago, there's a, I mean, Latin pop is is pretty popular in the United States, and and so I listened to a lot of it growing up. And Chicago's got a pretty great Latin scene as well. And so I listened to to it and so i i love those songs already hmm. and those beats and those rhythms and those dances and the cultures mixed with indian culture really really well like you can lay anyone hasn't tried it you can lay a latin song over a bollywood song and it will just fit like it's very interesting and uh you know i wanted to hone in my spanish and sing some romantic latin music to to impress this woman and It'll work and so i, I <laughs> <laughs> well and i'm doing it and i honestly i think it worked a little more professionally than it did romantically yep. with her with her specifically but um yeah i it it just sounded awesome right it just happened it just kind of naturally because i'm not i didn't grow up studying latin music so the latin music i play is kind of indian-esque right just kind of naturally right it just kind of yeah. comes out that way and so it, it gets Latindian style. And, and initially the industry called it tropical fusion because they had no idea where else to place that. And yeah. so other tropical fusion artists at the time were like Prince Royce and Romeo Santos or something like that. Mm. And they did more bachata, which wasn't its own category yet either. So, um, so I would show up on like a ballad or something their way in, in that. And then, then kind of luckily appear out. I mean, Latinian style still isn't an officially recognized genre, but it's still the easiest way to describe that sound. Yeah. As soon as we hear that name, we kind of, oh yeah, two, two combined together, yeah. you know, it's, you, it's you know exactly what to expect. It's going to sound like, right? The you know exactly. Latin like genre. Style. All right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah, a lot of people are doing that no, now because even uh, like Toby Love, like he does the bachata mm. with some like reggaeton, like he just kind of right. those two together. It's incredible. Yeah. Like it's great that people are kind of inventing like these new music genres. It makes us, right. you know, as listeners, uh, it's kind of like a party in the ears, you know? <laughs> it's a party. And what I love about those is you can choose any way you want to dance. Mm. To, I mean, that's a great example, right? Because you can do a reggaeton dance or a bachata to it versus, yes. I think not too long ago, if a bachata came on, people would turn their nose up at you if you weren't dancing a bachata, which is not that easy to do, mm. right? So, <laughs> Yes, I definitely know because this is actually uh, uh, my very first business I've ever owned, but I also own a Latin dance school as well. So I you do did. teach salsa. You know exactly I do what teach, I'm talking about Yeah, that. I do teach bachata, so... <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. It's not an easy dance, especially to make it look good. <laughs> it is not easy to do. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. My beginners come in and go, cool, how long does it take to dance like that? And I'm like, yeah, this is, uh, I've danced for 20 years, but not all Latin, yeah, but exactly. you know, this is just, you know, it takes time. <laughs> but I can make sure you, you know, you start looking good. I'll start teaching you some cool moves. <laughs> Oh, yes. And I, I wanted to know too, how long did it take to come up with that name, Latindian? Oh, that was, a, that was almost a no brainer. I think it just popped out. Yeah. Latindian, Latindian <laughs> style. I even use it on like, if I make some like food or something that happens to you. My father did this on, uh, I don't know what, what day it was. It was a holiday. It wasn't Father's Day, but it was something maybe prior to it. And he's got like, uh, you guys have great Indian food down in Australia. So you might actually know what this is. Um, you know what bani puris are? So like, yeah. they're like a little, they're like a little fried bread thing, but tiny with little holes in it that Indians would put like little, little things in it. So he's like, I'm making nachos out of these. Right. And so <laughs> I'm like, dude, that is the most. So there you go. That was my father making Latindian style food. Right. It just, oh, it just it. happens. Right. Like, like, he's like, I'm taking an Indian food base and he's like, I'm going to put like pulled pork and cheese on top of it. Right. I'm like, dude, you just Latindianized you know, food. Indian food. Right. And so like that word is just, it, it just makes sense in a lot of situations. It's huge in your family, obviously that word. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is now that's for sure. Right. Yes. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> and now everybody's just going to start Latindian, Latindian things. Right. And every time you do, I get 0. 0.0006 cents. So go for it. Yes. <laughs> Well, I'm, uh, I know that uh, probably a lot of our listeners eat Indian food, and I'm sure there's probably heaps of people that knew what you're talking about. I don't, like, eat that much Indian food at all, but I'm not great with spice. Oh, even though I'm are... not really good with spice. No, Indian food is spectacular where you are. It's spectacular. <laughs> Australian Indian food is something else. I don't know how it's so good. Oh, uh, you have to come back. When was the last time you were here? It was a long time ago. It was... Oh my gosh. I want to say it was probably 2008, 2007, maybe. So wow. it was a long time ago. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of things have changed for you. So you're going to have to come back. All right. <laughs> I know. Seriously. We're going to have to meet in person. That'll be fun. <laughs> there you go. And then you can show me the latest bachata moves. Oh yes, definitely. You know them too. <laughs> <laughs> well, Definitely not as well as you do. I'm sure, but we can, we can hybrid some into some new genres. I'll teach you some stuff. Yes. We'll, we'll mash it together <laughs> with some Bollywood stuff. <laughs> oh, there you go. I bet it'll be awesome. Yeah. See, already thinking outside the box on it. <laughs> so you've really come up with even your own unique style, not just the music, but 
also your hair very very long that you know that that's just i guess your signature style now is that kind of why you've kept it like that and it doesn't ever get annoying and kind of is it dangerous to kind of do the guitar while you got long hair you don't want to get stuck oh, in the strings yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's my hair. It's been that way since I was a teenager. I started growing at 16. I'm sure it was only here then. And then it was probably this length by 18. And the best part about it is it really angered my parents and probably the community at large. So, uh, so um, and then so like, if you're going to fight some social stigma on it, it becomes part of it, right? Like, so now now it's been with me through some hard times that it, it itself has caused. So, uh, so now, you know, it's, it's a big part of me. And yes, the it has gotten head. caught in car doors. <laughs> oh, why, thanks. But yeah, to answer your question, it, it definitely it's been it's been jammed up in things and caught in car doors and uh, and and stuck in strings and all sorts. Of, or the worst part is if you do this move with a guitar, it definitely likes to take a piece oh. with it. Ouch! <laughs> like you, I'm just thinking about the car door thing. Like you get jammed in the car door and you walk away. Yeah. And you're like, oh, ah! Oh yeah. <laughs> That, oh, that's the annoying one. Totally. Oh, my goodness. I guess you need to put it up a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know we filmed this interview? Well, come on over to our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. You can subscribe for free. And here's a little secret. We like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise, no matter where you are in the world. So don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends. Have you always wanted to learn how to dance? Always say you're going to do it, maybe even make it a New Year's resolution, but never do? Well, this is your time! Hills Latin Dancing teaches salsa, bachata, and merengue classes for all ages and fitness levels. No partner or previous dance experience is required. If you don't live in Sydney, that is okay too. We teach private lessons over Zoom for only $50. We also offer wedding dances and also a seated dance class for the elderly and those with mobility challenges. Come join us for some fun. Visit our website, hillslatindancing.com.au for more information and to book your class now. Now, also another really cool thing with the Latindian style is you actually do have a podcast with that same name. What, what made you want to start a podcast? It sounds like you really oh, love to talk, that. but... You found that podcast? That podcast is so obscure. I love it. And I did know what was the last episode that was up online was like December last year. So I'm like, are you making more? That, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's hilarious. That is the most sporadic podcast ever. I, I've had such a hard time on sticking to the schedule that initially was. Because I mean, where that came from was I had a lot of content. I used to do these behind the scenes from the Grammy Awards with another guitar player, a friend of mine. And um, we would just, as soon as the Grammy Awards were over, we would just do a quick audio. And this was, this started before podcasts were huge, a quick audio behind the scenes of us doing shout outs of telling people, because a lot goes on that nobody on t television gets to see, mm. right? So we, we were able to get some inside scoop and, and some gossip and some nonsense. And so like what we did and people would want to hear what was going on, who we saw, what we ate, you know, all that nonsense, right? Mm -hmm. And those used to get a lot of listens and we used to do them just for fun. And they would come out on iTunes maybe, right? Or on occasionally Spotify or, or something like that. And then that just kind of rolled into our own thing. And then when podcasts came out, 
and, and at the same time, I was doing other things like commenting on like fashion, which was Latinian style. And then I've got a whole food side and all that. I'm like, well, I've got all this content and we're talking about it anyway. Mm. And now, now everyone's bugging me to do a podcast, right? So like, why don't we roll it into this podcast? And there's, there's some video versions here that are unfortunately, I think are only available in the States and the UK on the Roku platform. Um, but, um, but a lot of it is, is the audio from those video versions or video stuff like that on that podcast. And, that, and that's how a lot of those episodes are. So it's so random. It's so random with me and other musicians or, or other people. We'll just be talking about stuff. We'll be maybe sometimes at the Grammy Awards talking while we're at the Grammy Awards. Or we'll just be randomly, you know, in, in somebody's studio somewhere. So are you going to do more? I should probably do more. Uh, I, I, and, I have, and I do have stuff in the can that should actually be be put up there. But um, that is a good reminder because you forget, I forget. It's not like you where you've got a whole professional show going on, right? Like I forget, I'm like, all right, the album's out. All right, I've got this going on I did this. All right, it's like, oh yeah, there's a whole platform here where I should probably be releasing that content. Oh, I was starting to think, so, like, yeah, how do you more, even more have time for that? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta make time for that, right? If, if I remember to do it, if I remember yes. to do it. That's all right. I think we, we'd prefer you to put the effort into the music and stuff, Armin. You keep doing that, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and as you know, running a podcast is a lot of work. I didn't realize how much work it is, right? Oh, yeah. Like it is, uh, it is not, you're just getting to just talk about stuff, right? Like the amount of uh, production involved and prep. And you're like, wow. Actually, it's, if you're um, doing you, it by yourself. You, could, you might as well be recording a new album. You could you could might as well be recording a new album or hosting a TV show. I don't know if you put it this, right? So. Absolutely. So that's why I'm like, you gotta you gotta figure out, I guess, where what you want to put more time and effort into. So sure, sure. Yeah. But but it's good to know that it's still up there. I forget about it, and I'm glad you reminded me. I and there's stuff there that I actually could release and should release. I mean, December last year wasn't that long ago. So what, six months ago? Like it's not it's not like yeah. it's been years and years. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, not that long ago at all, actually. So yeah, man, who knows? Maybe I may have sparked the love of podcasting back in you. Otherwise, you, you, you can just come back on this will. show, right? And then that's your little <laughs> dose of podcasting. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, you've also written uh, heaps of books, you know, as well, along with your music. One book I'd love to talk to you about is Achieving Your Dreams by Controlling Your Mind, The Secret of Meditation. You mentioned in your little promo video for the book that meditation helps you with your songwriting process. So has meditation always been in your life or has it only been since you've gotten into songwriting? Mm, that's a good question. I think I got into meditation probably around the time as a teenager, as, you you know, as a college kid. Exams and stuff. All right, as, as you're right, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, and you know, you get a little hippie like too, as you get into college, right? So like, there's a lot of uh, that sort of exploration that I will keep G rated as we're talking about in your, uh, on your show here. Right. So there's a lot of that exploration goes on. And I think, I think that's kind of where the spirituality side of where I took, I think Indian and Hindu culture and Buddhist culture a little more seriously versus just, you know, the stuff we only do at holidays with the family. Right. Which, mm. uh, and, and I think I definitely, got into it then and I was already songwriting then but then I think I, I think it worked almost instantly for all aspects of, of life when I really started getting into it as as you know as a teenager mm. and, it, and it definitely like helps with the creative flow and, 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 and 
and all of it and it's just not being all over the place and one problem with songwriting especially if you know you have to write a song by a certain deadline is you're all over the map and it, and it doesn't sound very good to you and you know you just, you just got to do it and and then you're like well do i do something formulaic what do i do next i don't like how this sounds where am i to go from here you got this structure is this the melody I want to do? Lyric lyrics are the, always the hardest thing for me. I, my, the, the songs, I will assure you, the songs that you probably like listening to are probably written by others because that is like my biggest challenge, especially lyrically. So um, that's always best to outsource. But without the ability to center myself, I think that's helped a lot when in those moments where you're just like, I, I, writer's block for lack, lack of a better term, right? And then yeah. you just... You know, you just kind of get into that space and then you're like, oh, okay, I will just, I will just go with the flow now and, and whatever comes out will, will be it. Yeah. Meditation is very powerful and obviously it's been working for you. So keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> and another book as well is uh, Rockstar Recipes, the book cookbook guys, very mm -hmm. interesting resulted in a TV show of the same name as well, right. on Amazon. And you said in the past that, you know, being even on tour kind of led you to being healthy. So what was the wake up call for you? Did you just feel crap all the time? Oh gosh. Rockstar life is so different compared to what I thought it was when you think of rock stars in the eighties and nineties. And a lot of my idols, because back then they're partying and they're going hard and they're, they're very hedonistic and do not care about what they're putting in their bodies at all, all the time, right? But it's a different life. Their life turned off when, you know, at night. And I think by the time I got to the game, it was more of a 24-hour world. And you, if you stop at three in the morning, suddenly you realize, hey, at six in the morning, I got to do an interview in Thailand and I've, you know, that I've got to dial into and I have no idea what's going on. And I feel like crap. I don't have any energy. And one of the biggest, I've met a couple of my idols, one in particular, I don't know if I should throw him under the bus and name his name, but one particular big 80s rock idol. And I got to do a thing with Vegas and, and I, huge, huge idol of mine, right? And he was so out of shape when I met him. And, and he went to go introduce his fiance's name and he forgot her name. This is oh his fiance. He's like, oh yeah, and this is my, and I'm like, dude, right? Like he picked it up finally, or she might've actually spit it out for him because maybe she's used to this. And I was like, wow, you're, you're kind of a mess. And, uh, and that was kind of a wake up call to that because he was such a huge influence and, and an idol of mine. Right. And, um, and it, I mean, it was still really cool to see him. And again, I don't want to throw him under the bus and then criticize him. And I'm sure if he's watching this, he knows exactly I'm talking about him. I'm sure he knows it. He knows it. And I know he was going through hard times too, because there was a recent documentary about that band that came out, which, and where I learned, oh my gosh, that same year, he was going through some hard times. I should have given him less, uh, less of a hard time. Right. But, yeah, um, you don't know what people are going through. You don't know what people are going through. Right. I should have criticized them a little less, but it, it was at least the benefit was the wake up call to that. All my bandmates would just want to go through fast food and drive throughs and just eat horribly. And I'm like, I don't want to live like this. I want to, you know, have my protein macros through the day. Right. I want a calorie count. I want to make sure I'm getting right. Like I, this is my preferred lifestyle, even though I love to indulge in food and I love it. My preferred lifestyle and how I feel is when I'm in a very disciplined, almost obnoxiously so, 
uh, to the point where it's annoying to everyone around me, you know, where, you know, I want, where, you know, I want to be on a 16, eight fast. And once it hits four o'clock, I'm not eating a thing again until eight in the morning the next day. And I'm going to get in my hundred grams of protein and my, you know, in my olive oil and whatever nonsense that I plan for myself. Right. So, hmm. and that is very, very difficult to do on the road, not to mention American food is this is great when you're on the road in, let's say Southeast Asia, awesome very easy to live my lifestyle in southeast asia the food tasted great latin america very easy in the united states our food does not taste that good just to be very blunt we are flavor challenged as well as health challenged in what our food is and it's it's actually a struggle it's actually a struggle people look at you weird like you will be the only person who orders you know can, can i have my tea with no sugar in it please right and they're like what are you talking about i'm like please make this that's all you have to do it's not that hard like you'll be at a coffee like just give me the tea i will make it myself right but they, like it's it's sacrilege to them right like you one less step you don't have to put the sugar in it <laughs> just one less step i have it and this is an australian term that i learned that i actually that I actually forced on america and i got americans to learn it i'd be like flat white right like that is an old term i learned in australia i'm like this is exactly what I was looking for that I'm trying to educate Americans, I'm trying to describe them how to make I'm like flat white. And I'm like, and when you say it, it makes just sense to somebody intuitively, right? I'm like, that's it. That's it. Just leave some room for milk. I will handle it myself, right? Yes. <laughs> and and food-wise too, right? You just be like, do not just just don't don't deep fry it. Please don't. Like that's all I'm asking. Right. And you'll be surprised. There are a lot of American restaurants where it'd be like, that's the only way we will make it for you, sir. Like we we're not going to not deep fry this fish. You're like, ah, I'm screwed. Right. So <laughs> it's like, so, I'd rather just not eat, <laughs> which is what I've done. Right. So eventually I had to just figure out my own recipes that I could make easy for me, who was, who I'm not culinarily trained in a hotel room that I can make food that I can take with me wherever we're going. Right. And, and that's what I want. And so a lot of those recipes came out of that. And a, and a lot of them I borrowed from like my mother and my grandmother and my aunt, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, like a tofu salad is pretty easy to make and that's not my original recipe, right? But there's like some cool ones and yeah. stuff that I picked up along the way. Fantastic. And uh, yeah, it was it was really fun. The best part about Rockstar Recipe is the book. Now the book is kind of healthy and it's fun. It's got a lot of anecdotal stories of, you know, meeting other rock stars and our shenanigans and, uh, you know, and some some travel stories going haywire while trying to trying to eat healthy. But you know, the focus of that book is trying to eat healthy. And I got a lot of mail from and a lot of messages from people who actually like got healthy from trying from reading that book. They initially got it just to read some raunchy rock star stories. And they're like, you know what? I tried these recipes. You know, some of them get pretty raunchy. You probably should be at least 16 to read that book. You should maybe, or at least get the stories and go straight to the recipes. If you're under the age of 16, I'll say 13, I'll say 13 to be fair, just to be nice. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know uh but that was really cool to see that some people tried it and they're like oh yeah this worked and i actually got a hot sauce endorsement out of that deal because part of the thing is i used to travel with hot sauce bottles everywhere i go because american food is so god awful right so i would have to douse it with spices everywhere i went no matter where you are at least if they'll make it healthy they, they just won't season anything right so you're just like all right i have my hot sauce bottle so I got to create this because of that book, got to create a signature hot sauce styles, right? With oh, this hot sauce company. Which was, it was super fun. It was super fun to do, right? So then I don't think they're, 
I don't know how available they are outside of the States, but you know, like there's these on and bought hot sauce bottles, which are hilarious to me, right? Because I know nothing about owning running a hot sauce business. Just, they've just licensed my name for these flavors I got to help make. And I got a bunch of hot sauce, obviously, that I got to take with me everywhere I go, right? Yeah. Your so, actual your actual hot sauce. You're gonna do an aim on it. My, my actual hot sauce versus you know the the general hot sauce, Louisiana sauce that I would maybe keep in my pocket, some generic hot sauce, right, or some Mexican <laughs> sauce I keep with me, right. But I had and I had no idea. I had no idea that my fussy eating could so Result nicely in parlay that. into something like like you just have no idea when that happens. And then the TV show was the complete you know, hit me over the head, like, oh, how is that? Okay. Now the TV show, I got to warn you, this has nothing to do with healthy food whatsoever. It is a fun TV show because nobody would watch it. Otherwise, if I'm making tofu salad on a, on a show, nobody, nobody would care. Nobody would care about me. But uh, so that show happened during uh, COVID times. Yes. During lockdown. During lockdown. We, were, oh. we were all locked down for a good year. Like just life shut down. Not as badly, not as badly as uh, you all were down there, but uh, yep. not as bad. Because my friends out there are like, yeah, we can't even visit other states. I don't leave the house. And I'm like, oh, wow. Right. Like we were able to travel. <laughs> yeah. Hibernating, hibernating, which again, I, I personally did not mind that lifestyle because, you know, I meditate and I now know how to cook for myself. <laughs> so <laughs> it was not a bad lifestyle. I actually, I actually got like disciplined, got some projects done during that, uh, you know, lockdown. But that show was super fun because the whole premise was chefs around the country because their restaurants are closed as well now, right? So they're not doing anything. So chefs around the country mailed me ingredients, they're all packed in dry ice, really cool things. And their signature recipes, and the whole premise was if I were able to make their signature recipes alongside them and while in my home during lockdown, to see how well that turned out, right? Very so similar was, to like Selena Gomez's uh, show, uh, Selena. Very and similar. It was, it was, yeah. Right, and that and that model was uh, an American chef, Guy Guy Fieri. I don't know if he's made out there, but that he was he actually pioneered that model for his show, and that actually was the inspiration for everyone else's to be able to like, because he's like, why are we locked down? I've got this big ranch. Why don't restaurants just send me their stuff, and we can continue working instead of shutting down the entire network? Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, so that's a, and I'm like that's a fun premise, and I did not stay healthy with that premise because <laughs> restaurant food. I mean, I'm getting like fresh seafood and, sent yeah. to me in dry ice, right? I'm, I'm like, like, okay, I'm now gonna make a seafood paella today with a ridiculous amount of oil and fat, right? Like, it, but it tasted great. It was super fun. It was super fun. It's all good. Did we all kind of gain some weight during lockdown? So it's all good. Just a little uh, break. <laughs> That's right, that little break. Oh, well, then we always all have to for... hustle, hustle to get back into it, right? Yes, it seems like you're back on it now. I am back on it now. Although uh, it would be nice to find that balance between you know that nice fun lockdown hedonism, right, and and some 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 nice healthy balance. Mm. Well, I'm always up for new recipes, so I, I better go get the book. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure, you'll love it. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> The book and the book will definitely keep you more healthy than that show, but that right. show is some fun watching. To watch you. me screw up, a but it's good entertainment, sure. you know. So, right. what you want, what you're looking for. <laughs>
Now, I have to talk about some of the artists that you've also been able to be seen with on TV throughout your career. People like Usher and Romeo Santos, Queen Latifah, Steve Tyler, Zoe Saltana, so, so many more. Who was your favourite to work with or meet? Oh, you got to throw me the hard question. I know. Right. To me, I'm like, oh, Romeo Santos <laughs> as like a Latin dancer. I'm like, oh, my God, would love oh, to meet him. Seriously. That was super awesome. Oh, how am I going to narrow it down to a favorite? Well, you know what? Okay, I'm top five? About <laughs> top five, yeah, we can do a top five. And out of those names, so actually some of my favorites won't be recognizable names because I'll be like, dude, I love meeting you. And nobody will be like, who is that guy? And it'll be some obscure Nicaraguan salsa artist, right? So, um, but, you know, yeah, we want the Romeo Santos. Yeah, Romeo, yeah, exactly. So, so people watching this actually know who we're talking about. Romeo Santos and uh, and Usher were at the same time, and that was super fun. That was that was extremely fun. What a night that was! That was my first time getting to walk the Latin Grammy red carpet. Yeah, and, first Indian American, American so, right? Woo! Right, right, and it was like, and I'm like, wow. So already, I'm pretty. I'm already having a great night, right? Like already, right? Like this is like this is super cool. And the Latin scene is so much more fun, I gotta say, I have to say, than the regular, regular Grammy scene. Because everyone's, everyone's, for some reason, everyone's having more fun on the Latin side. And it feels more, everyone's kind of a little more grouchy. And this is work on the regular Grammy side, right? Oh, it's really? a little more like we, we need to keep up appearances for television and sell records, you know, feel to it. Versus, hey, this is one big party night. Let's actually have, they're actually having fun at the Latin Grammys, right? Like, so there's, it's, it's, it was super cool, right? And so... Our um, on my side, I had a car endorsement, exotic car endorsement for the entrances. So I had access to a Lamborghini and a Bentley, and I forget what the other car was. There was another. There's some other fancy car, and so so we had these couple extra cars. And you know, my my publicist, I see the I see the gears turning in her head, and she's like, "Let's coordinate." the walk-in entrance with Romeo Santos and Usher and give them some free cars, right? Obviously we don't get to keep these cars, right? But like, yeah. we're gonna, right? We're, we get to arrive in them and it's really fun. And it's super cool. And, uh, and Usher has been famous for a very long time to the point where he does not know how to drive. <laughs> so he's never had to drive himself apparently uh, from what I gathered, right? And, uh, and I'm not a big fan. I'm not, I'm not a good stick shift driver either. So if me driving myself, onto a carpet in a, in a Lamborghini with it installing the clutch is probably not a good idea, right? So we're like, oh, you know, why don't we do this? Interest. And the camera, right. And the cameras are on the passenger side, right? Cause you know, the, we're, we're pulling up in the States, we're driving the left and the cameras are on that right. And we, it's just, it would just make more sense. But like, fine, exotic car companies like, we'll get drivers and all this is going on. So I'm already getting pretty tight with Romeo Santos and Usher because suddenly I'm the dude with cars, right? And so we're having, a, and they were super nice, right? Like, and so we got to coordinate our red carpet entrance together, which was really fun. And, um, you know, Usher being like, I can't drive. I'm like, I don't want to drive stick, right? And so like, we got to come in with these cool and, and get out on the correct side of the vehicle and, and do that walk-in. And um, I mean, it was so bad. Like I was super, like I'm a huge Romeo Santos fan, but I was super starstruck a bit with <laughs> Usher. And like, here's the thing when, when you walk onto 
Here's I'm kind of used to it because they, they coordinate red carpet entrances. So, you know, you have your interviews. There's one, it's almost like press junkets, right? Like there's one after another that you walk to and you do your interview with this channel. Then you walk over and do your interview with this channel. So I'm all set to do this. When you walk onto a carpet with Usher standing next to you, all of a sudden you don't exist. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Immediately you're like, oh, it's Usher time, right? Like it's, uh, and, which makes sense. And I, and I'm also like, Usher, right? And like, and it's and it's very cool to. I was starstruck because there was a very surreal moment where I'm like, well, here's Usher, where there's cameras taking our pictures. We're supposed to be talking, and here's Usher having a conversation with me, just like I'm some dude, right? Like, and and I remember that surreal moment when because all I'm thinking is, oh, cool, I'm having a conversation with Usher, right? And all he's thinking is like, oh, we're having a conversation with right about something. I don't even remember what it was about. <laughs> right. So and then I feel kind of bad because I'm such a huge Romeo Santos fan that it took me a while to notice that he was also on the other side of me. Right. So there's this <laughs> hilarious there's this hilarious picture of the, the three of us on the carpet. And Romeo Santos is like looking off in the distance, poor guy. Right. Like it's, we're coming in the same thing. He's looking up with this way and Usher and I are talking this way. And like and uh, and, and every time I see that picture and it goes around, I think it went around Wikipedia and it goes around because it just looks like. I'm not trying to snub Romeo Santos. I'm like a huge fan. I own a lot. He's a big influence. But uh, you know, it was it was just whoever got that shot at that time was for that, you know, millionth of a second moment where that that was going on, right? Yeah. Well, you but didn't think was, you were going to be so starstruck by Osha. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and then he invites me to his after party afterwards, right? And like so, like, uh, and next thing you know, at the end of the at the end of a really cool night. It's like, all right, let's go hang out at Usher's party, right? Which is, it was just a really fun night, right? Like, just very cool. And, and poor Usher, yeah, yeah. And poor Usher, here's something I learned with some artists, depending on whose after party is what. Usher, and he's, again, he's been working since he was a kid. I don't think he gets to know a normal life. He's been famous for a very long time. So that poor guy, I watched him do birthday shout outs one after another for hours at his own after party right so i think i, I think he was he was working mm, definitely but, by the end of the night he's like i'm just ready for bed <laughs> right uh, yeah seriously seriously and i think that's just his life i'm guessing right i'm like i'm like i wonder if he gets to socialize right or if like an usher party is a party paid for by usher where the rest of us are hanging out and he's doing shout outs for people right i like i just wonder that sometimes yeah, that's very true. It made us think about it now, haven't you? Looking for the most comfortable and fashionable gym clothes around? Introducing Gym XO. They are an eco-friendly brand from the UK. Gymwear made from recycled materials. Pick from some really cute gym sets, tops, bottoms, and there are even options for curvy women. Get 30% off today with free shipping by using our discount code RAVEITUP30 at checkout. Go to gymxo.co.uk today. That is gymexo.co.uk. This show is brought to you by Vegas Nights, specializing in all of your party needs. They have photo booths, poker tables, and decorations for heaps of different party themes. Visit their website now at vegasnights.com.au or give them a call on 1-300-135-394. Vegas Nights, you can't lose. Yo, 
you're you're very good at telling stories too, and I've heard you have some other ones. Uh, do you have time for that, Arnim? Because I know we've already. Been... I am oh, totally, totally. It's I the evening, believe. right, man? I'm done for the day. So. Oh, okay, go good. For I was it. just like, wow, we, we've been talking a long time, but I've been loving every second of it. I don't know whether you need to go have dinner though. That's why I'm like, uh, I'm <laughs> making sure. You are camp. very lucky. I am on my a very OCD 16-8 fast. So that dinner ended two hours ago and I will not eat a single calorie until tomorrow morning. Oh, fantastic. So awesome. Let's just keep talking then. All right. <laughs> well, please tell us about your really fun story about how you managed to escape a cartel in Colombia by dancing your oh, way out wow. of trouble. I'm like... What? That's something that you shouldn't just be randomly writing on your bio. I'm just like, huh? What? <laughs> I have to ask about this. <laughs> oh, man. I was so happy to be alive, too. That's probably why I started revealing that. That, um, so the Latin side of the business uh, will, how do I put this delicately? I can't. It tends to, you tend to end up in dangerous situations that you may not want to, yeah, right? Yeah, it can be dangerous. Mm. I mean, that side of the business is run and owned in part. I'm not going to say, I mean, the entertainment business in general, right? Let's say in general, right? Has has some, uh, you know, has their share of ties, right? Let's not say with who or whatever, right? So like, but you will- Use your imagination, up, guys. <laughs> use your imagination, please, right? And And I also like to explore around so I tend to get myself into, you know, if I'm in a country, I, I tend to like, you know, if somebody's like, don't go there at night, I'm going to be like, oh, now I have to go there at night. <laughs> right? Like, so I'm like, nah, you just like, I have to. This right? is like so that like, inner and, child um, in you. I need to go against what people are saying. I need to go. I need to see if I can, you know, see something cool and ex extricate myself out of trouble. Right? So like, I mean, that's not always my total intention, but I tend to end up in those and especially in you know, Latin America and, uh, you know, where, where I work my way through often is a lot of countries that are known for a lot of this. I'm often in like the Dominican Republic or Colombia or Nicaragua, and I will be in places where if you have to make an active effort to avoid trouble, let's put it that way. Right. Mm. And so I, um, in that particular instance, I was recording a song in Colombia. So I'm down there for a good month. And uh, and in Colombia, it's Medellin, which is the, which if you've heard of Medellin, you've only heard of it from Narcos, right? You only heard of Medellin from that whole, that whole thing. That's where the cartel and all of that is all that, right? And it's a beautiful city. They're kind of embarrassed about that history, but that history has actually caused a lot of, believe it or not, economic growth and infrastructure growth for that part of the world too. So they should, there's, there's, you get mixed feelings about it, right? Cause those, those, those cartel leaders actually gave back and put money back into the infrastructure, right? So there's uh you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, but the truth of the matter is it's still not the safest place in the world. So, and in this play in Colombia, they would not accept American dollars. So I'm already, having to find places to exchange American dollars for pesos. So I'm already having to ask around to find black market, you know, money exchangers somewhere, right? So from day one, in order to feed myself, I'm already 
sliding into trouble, right? And finding these things. And it's kind of funny, and uh, and you will appreciate this. I had to come up with this ridiculous backstory on why I have American dollars on me. So people aren't like, who is this guy? We need to murder him now, right? Like I need to. So so this story I came up with, which seemed to work, I, at least they at least pretended to believe me, was I'm like, look, I speak great English. And my other story is always I come from India. Never admit you're an American anywhere. You know, and I'm like, I, I come from India and like I speak great English. And so what I what I've been doing is in the touristy area, I've been te teaching gringos on how to dance bachata and they only pay me in American dollars. That was that was literally my backstory. I pretended I was this off the street, you know, Indian that I'm supporting myself. <laughs> right, right, right. That I'm like to this to this like and keep in mind. And, and, and I'm hopefully nobody really recognized because I do have fans down there, but I, I, I don't think the black market, uh, you know old men there. I, I think my fans now they're like women aged like 20 to 50 maybe. So so I'm, I'm lucky. Uh, I didn't get very many eye rolls. They bought the backstory at least, right? I didn't get followed home. So this is my backstory and why I'm showing up every day with, you know, 20 to $40 at a time to exchange, right? Because it's, why else would I be in a country that does not want American dollars? And so in these exchanges, in these not so great areas, I meet uh, an expat fellow uh, an American and, you know, he's riding his bike through and, uh, and he's down there and we start chatting and he's like, Oh, I'm down here documenting. I I'm making a map of old Escobar uh, cartel houses um, that are now, that are kind of still running, but like, there's obviously you can't tell anymore. And he's like, do you want to just join me on, um, he's like, your Spanish is a little better than mine. It would be fun. And we can hang out. Do you want to kind of join me and see these, cartel houses that are like in the, their, their mansions, but you can't tell. And they're in the middle of town in the middle of other stuff going on. Right. And of course I'm like, sure. That sounds fantastic. Let's right? get like, myself I, into more I trouble. Need, yeah. I mean, I need, to, I need to see this. Right. Like I, I'm like, that sounds great. I'm like, what a fun project this guy's on. He's like, he's, he's making a map of cartel houses. Right. Like that's like, how like that sounds, that sounds great. And so, and he is, um, noticeably very white which uh so he's already in like the greatest amount of danger right <laughs> like he's like you should not be walking around noticeably white in, in a lot of latin america right but and so i'm like sure let's do this so we we visit a couple it's very cool and you know it's you knock on the door and like it's interesting and like somebody will answer the door and you just kind of go inside and you because they still do stuff in these cartel houses so you just like, I just want to, you know, I'm coming in to check things out, right? You know, or, you know, I'm your Why connect you from India. The I don't know, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're knocking on the doors. Exactly. We're literally knocking on the doors. Of Let's see how close we can get to death. <laughs> <laughs> Without getting people there. Were... <laughs> but people were really cool about it because they were assuming we were going to probably conduct some business or something's going on there, right? Or I'm bringing a white guy with me to you know get him to buy things right so um you know so we get to this one and, and so for the most part we go in he makes his little notes mental notes in his heads and then you know takes out all of us and we you know and, and we get out and so we get to this one we open the door and uh, a lady opens the door and she's like sure come on in very welcoming right a lady very welcoming. <laughs> a lady lady she does not ask any questions whatsoever on why we're there. She's very welcome. Sure, come on. 
So we come in and then we get seated. We get seated into this very nice, like a living room area with couches and stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, she starts asking us if we want anything to drink, you know? And so say uh, I'm with, he's, you know, he, of course, he orders himself a drink and he's, he's having a drink every time. And then at the same time, two more touristy white guys come in and, um, and, and escorted by a Colombian, Colombian man. And it is a very, very drunk, belligerent Irishman, very noticeably loud and an absolutely ridiculous, stereotypical 10 gallon hat, old man, Texan, right? And they are very loud. They are obviously very high and very drunk. And they obviously knew exactly where they were coming. So they sit down next to us. These guys proceed to order large amounts of cocaine, and uh, like more drinks are coming in, and uh, and and this Ringo friend, right? This white dude I'm with is very excited to see other white folk, right? Very excited. And so next thing I know, he's completely dropped his guard, and he's you know he's snorting coke and drinking, and they're having a great time. They're talking about cricket and all sorts of nonsense stuff that uh, you know. I'm going to sound very racist now. The nonsense stuff that white folk, when they get high, talk about. And it's going to be about <laughs> cricket and sports. I'm sorry. It's very racist. It's just something. I was getting bored. I, do, I will not talk about sports, right? If, it's, if, if In this situation, right? So my, you know, danger signals are starting to go off a little bit as I'm seeing a lot of this happen. And I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, you know, we really should probably go soon. Right, so like, only going off now and not earlier. <laughs> well, I mean, earlier is not that unexpected, but now, like, things are starting to happen, and uh, you know, next thing I know, after these guys are loudly partying and talking, three stunningly beautiful women get dropped off. Dropped off. They didn't come from anywhere. Like they were dropped off from elsewhere. And oh, I'm sorry, four of them. There's four of us. So four stunningly beautiful women show up one for each of us apparently and uh they they come in and they just sit down next to us and i'm like what is right like so i start having conversation with them because these three are like they're completely boring me they're so belligerent they're talking about their favorite tv shows and and sports and you know complete nonsense right and and, and I'm very shocked. I'm like, there's like four, literally, as I'm sure the most beautiful women they have ever seen are here. And they're still talking about sports, right? Like, so like these, like, I've, so I completely have like disengaged from those three. And I'm like, I might as well at least talk to these three, see what's going on. Come to find out, uh, they have been ordered for us. They are our entertainment for the evening. I'm like, ah. Uh, Am I allowed to swear on your show? I'm trying not to swear on your show. I have no idea. That's all right. I can bleep it out. <laughs> uh, well, I won't bleep it out. Because I'm like, oh, right. At this point, right. I'm like, now we have crossed the limit where we really should get out of here now. Mm. Right. And lo and behold, the lady that let us in comes in and we start, and, and there's a lot more going on. There's talking, and these and these four are actually very interesting. I'm, 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 I'm having a great conversation actually. Like their their lives are interesting, like crazy interesting, and they're super hot, right? Like so, I'm having like I'm like all right. Let me talk to these ladies. All of a sudden, a bill arrives 
And as you can imagine, I don't even remember the amount, but as you can imagine, mountains of cocaine, alcohol, and four and four ladies, very expensive ladies of the night, right? And and we're like, so, we didn't order any of this. <laughs> I'm like, we just came in here to look around, remember? Right? Like, this is like, we just wanted to see what you had going on, right? Like, this is like, and so apparently, I am told. As I explain, I'm like, oh, no, this is none of us. This is whatever these two guys ordered, right? Like, we have nothing to do with this. And she says, no, this is not true. This is going on in Spanish. And she's like, this is not true. The other Colombian guy who came apparently said that we are with him because it is a thing there to bring tourists around if you're Colombian to take them places and get a commission of the illegal stuff that you take them to, right? So. So he, he apparently saw us and said, oh, yeah, those two are with, with me as well. And they're going to foot the bill, right? So this guy, right? And we're like, oh, no. Like, there's no way any of this is happening. So as you can imagine, we are now in a serious situation because we don't have money. We, yeah, we didn't bring money to pay for this ridiculous bill, right? Nor should we want to stay even if we did because it's already escalated to a very unsafe, right, uh, situation. And the guy I'm talking to is too high and drunk to get what I'm trying to tell him. I'm like, we need to get out of here now. Like, this is, this is, they're not taking no for an answer. I've tried to explain to them, like, like we are not with these dudes and like too late, right? You're on their tab, right? Like this, is, it's too late. You need to come up with this money now things are not going to end well for you. Basically is the message I'm getting directly to my face, right? So I'm like, we need to get out of here. So finally I explained to him and I, I'm like, I don't want to leave him behind either. Right. And at this point, this point, I am no hero. I'm, I'm perfectly okay with leaving these other two behind. <laughs> they were so annoying. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm totally fine with leaving these two idiots behind. And so, uh, so finally, I convince him we can get up and we get up to leave and the doors are chained shut with padlocks. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this is it. I mean, at this point, we have come to terms with this is it. So he's kind of got a whole say la vie thing. At this point, he's like, you know what? We're going to die in the next hour, right? Like this is because this is, this, is, this is coming upon us. We've got probably an hour left. You know, he's like, I'm just going to do more cocaine. And I'm like, yep, I've had a good life. Yep, done, dusted. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I got to find my way out of this. Uh, But at this point, my brain's like, I'm not going to get out of this one. I'm going to might as well hang out with these girls. (laughs) (laughs) You can take the cocaine. Uh, You know, I'm going to hang out with these women, right? Like, I'm going to die in the next hour. Let's just, so uh, it is seriously down to the wire. We are going to die, right? Like there's no question about it. So some music kicks on. One of the, one of the women puts on music and lo and behold, and it sounds like my Spotify playlist of Latin dance tunes, right? Like it's, I'm like, it's great, right? So my great, great way to end my life. All right, right? Like it's, it's, it's been a good run, right? And so my favorite Mark Anthony song comes on and I get up literally and keep in mind like it's it's yolo at this point right like i have like accepted my fate right like and i'm like 
So I'm like, I get up and I yell, I love this song. And I just start dancing, right? So like, I'm like, what else are you gonna do? You would do the same thing, right? Yes. Like if your favorite land song comes on, you're like, I love this song. I am gonna dance in my so very goofy fusion, <laughs> in my very goofy fusion Latin style way of salsa dancing, right? Like yes. it's so, so I'm dancing, luckily for me, one of the girls thought, one of these women thought that this was the cutest, most hilarious thing that she had ever seen, right? Just, you know, and apparently out of sheer magical luck, this was charming enough where she decided to take it upon herself to disappear for a little bit, go talk to whoever was in charge and explain to them the situation that was going on. And Sometime later, that lady that answered the door, some other tough looking guy, and you know, the woman comes back and 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 it was it was a complete 180. She turns around and she's like, Oh, we're very sorry, but in Spanish about this misunderstanding. We hope you come visit us again soon. <laughs> like, like all of a sudden she's like trying to get repeat business out of me, right? And she's Pretty. like, Okay, and like uh I'm like, wow, this is very interesting. And she's She's like, walk with me. She goes over and locks all the locks. And uh, and out the door we go. Right? Like, I'm like, we we got out of this. And, uh, you know, of course, obviously, we didn't hit the next house on that stop. I think we we probably hit, you know, we went to a restaurant or a bar or something. Yeah, and I think I did done enough. And I, and I did not hang out. Yeah, and I did not hang out with my buddy much after that. And he was far, he was not too concerned about it, which was very disturbing. I guess if you know, I guess cocaine will uh yep, is good, and you know. Right. I, I'm sure down. he was fine with it. Right. Totally. Yes. Totally. Wow. But you got so me on the edge of my how, seat. <laughs> that is how and this is ridiculous. That is how dancing like an Indian man in, in a cartel situation somehow saved my life. Wow. Oh my goodness. I gotta say, because you've you know, you've written books, you've written music, you know, you got a podcast, everything like that, you've done a TV show. You need to get that made as a bloody movie. You had me on the edge of my seat the whole time. And I'm like, oh my God, I can see this as a movie. Oh, Come on. It would be oh my gosh. It'd be ridiculous. It would be boring, I think, after one episode. They'd be like, all right, he got out alive. How's he gonna dance his way out of the next one? <laughs> 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 dancing your way out probably, of trouble Latin indian style <laughs> exactly i'm sure that it's like a 20 minute short i think we would run out of content very quickly well i would watch it you got one one follower <laughs> all right good to know i will pitch it i will pitch it thank you so much for sharing that story i know it's probably even though you know it's quite funny to talk about the whole dancing your way out of trouble thing but i'm sure because you really thought you were gonna die that that, that story is actually probably a bit hard to tell yeah, it's uh, it's way more entertaining in hindsight. Let me put it that way. Yeah, so, not uh, at the moment. <laughs> well, I, I would love to continue on for a, a little bit of fun by also playing our legendary game here on Rave It Up. Would you like to play it with me, on? <laughs> All right, let's go. It's game time. Oh, it's no. game time. All right. So it's a legendary game here on Rave It Up. It's called the Two Minute Hot Seat. So all I do is I ask you various questions, and you just have to pick your preference. So it's like dogs or cats, singing or dancing. And you have to answer mm. as many questions in two minutes as possible. And when we finish, right. we'll see and where we're you going sit. Like, 
on the and, leaderboard. And no thinking, right? We're going, we're going Rorschach's test style on this. I've just got to spit them out as many as possible. Well, I still want you to give your honest answers. That that that's fair. Okay, 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 okay. It's a good way for the fans to get to know you better. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, and because it's over Zoom, I give you two minutes fifteen just to make it fair because there's a tiny bit of delay. <laughs> All right. Are you all ready, Arnon? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. I don't have a buzzer. Laser focus. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Three, two, one. Facebook or Instagram? Facebook. iPhone or Samsung? I didn't even understand that one. What was that one? iPhone or Samsung? Oh, Samsung. Apple or Android? Android. Rap or rock music? Rock. Rock or pop? Rock. Rock. Uh, pop or country? Ooh, pop. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Beach or pool? Beach. Sun or rain? Sun. Skiing or snowboarding? Ugh, neither. Uh, (laughs) Snowboarding. Comedy or action? (laughs) Comedy. Uh, Blondes or brunettes? I gotta pick? Blondes. Sweet or salty? Salty. Sunglasses or hat? Hat. SUV or convertible? SUV. Mac or PC? PC. PlayStation or Wii? PlayStation. Clean or messy? Ooh, it depends. Let's go with clean. Singing or dancing? Dancing. Dogs or cats? Cats. Italian or Chinese food? Chinese. Summer or winter? Summer. Kim Kardashian or Scarlett Johansson? Ah, oh, Kardashian. Johnny Depp or Will Smith? Johnny Depp. Mall or online shopping? Online. Cinema or home movie? Home, for Ice sure. Ice cream or gelato? Gelato. Cake or cookies? Cake. Cookies or cookie dough? Cookie dough. Family or friends? Family. Christmas or your birthday? Birthday. Night or day? Night. Bus or train? Train. Straight or curly hair? Curly. Eye color blue or brown? Brown. Vampire or werewolf? Ooh, werewolf. Texting or calling? Texting. Los Angeles or New York? LA. Friday or Saturday? Friday. TV or movies? TV. And we're out of time. Woo. I love that you're giving your honest answers, though, Arnon. That's fantastic. <laughs> I could just see it. <laughs> How many questions know, do you think you answered? I know, like, uh, I don't really have a strong preference, but let me pick one. Yes. How many questions do you think you answered in that time? You know what? I was not counting. 15? 15. Oh, more than that. Way more than that. I know. It actually goes quite quickly, doesn't it? <laughs> It does. It you does. have answered 41 questions. Whoa! I know, a lot more than 15. Wow, <laughs> and, and what you, is the show record so far? You are sitting at a Zoom interviews, uh, 16 on the Raven Up leaderboard, and it's uh, 46 out of the whole Raven Up leaderboard. But, you know, there's gotcha. been 154 gotcha. people that have played this, so yeah, over 12 yeah, yeah. years. It's a lot of people. <laughs> wow. If you ever come to back to Australia, all right, we can play it in person because then you can go quicker. <laughs> oh, is it, is, it, is it more quick in person? Oh, definitely. Yes. 
You're going to have to just keep practicing now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I will. And unfortunately, now you have built this very scary profile on me from these answers. You can probably hack into anything. Those, oh. are, those are my innermost secrets that you just asked me in two minutes. <laughs> hey, no, fans can just get get to know you better. That's how I why I invented it. Not to hack into anything, I promise. <laughs> I just lost all of my dog lover fans. They're oh. all like, heck. Cats, he likes cats. <laughs> well, we are unfortunately getting to the end of the interview now, Arnim, but as a closing statement, and what's probably the most important question, a little bit more serious now, knowing what you know now, what would you tell your 14-year-old self? Ooh, good question. I would absolutely tell my 14-year-old self, don't worry about stuff society starts to go your way in the 2020s so 14 year old self grew up in a white country in the 80s right so like racism don't worry about it don't worry about it they get theirs in about 20 years and uh that's <laughs> totally serious and uh don't take life too seriously yeah don't have to that. it works out mm, absolutely it's good for advice for our young listeners too so thank you <laughs> Um, before we go, if our audience want to contact you, find out what you're up to in the future, where should we go? Where should we go follow you? I think the best place lately is Spotify. Spotify has been doing a good job of updating like extra content and news and pictures and stuff like that. Even though it's not very social, Spotify is great. And then I am avoiding TikTok like the plague until somebody pays me to do it. Me too. So <laughs> I am yeah, <laughs> nice. Good for you. Exactly. And so I am I'm just like, it's uh, just I'm a still, phrase. It'll go, it'll go, yeah. it'll just yeah, wean out, you know? <laughs> you know, I said the same thing about Instagram, but you know, Instagram. So Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook are probably still the top three. And uh, and YouTube. YouTube's always a good, strong place for uh, for a lot of stuff. And it's just under your name, Anandbot. So my name, Anandbot, and I'm sure there's multiple channels on YouTube, but Instagram is the real Anandbot, Twitter is Anandbot, Facebook is Anandbot Rock. Oh, perfect. Love it. And thank you so much for coming on our show today. I really appreciate your, like, what was it, an hour and 15 minutes. So thank you. <laughs> Great stories. <laughs> awesome. And I'm, gl I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we were able to knock this out and, and good with the time difference we have going on right now. So I love the show. This is a very fun show. So it's my oh, pleasure. Thank you so much. Are you welcome on any time, okay? You bet. Yeah. Come back on when you got some other stuff to talk about. I know there was even some other stories that maybe we can talk about another time that I have, I had up my sleeve to chat about. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. I'm sure you know it all now. I'm sure I do. You got it all. I think I do. I feel, I feel like I just know your life now, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and please let me know if you ever come back to Australia. Okay. And I'll let you know if I'm ever in Chicago, never actually been there. Awesome. It was on my list. I've been to America twice and we did like six weeks, um, in like, uh, one trip one year and then the second year did another six weeks but it was mostly we never actually went uh to the east side so oh you didn't okay no it was all all the other side it's, all the west it's very urban it's, it is nowhere near as fun as australia oh i mean australia's got everything when you go around like melbourne is super super fun and then i don't know where we went and saw these tiny penguins you probably know exactly what i'm talking about i think it was up north but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, you I know uh, i forgot what it's called though but yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what uh, you mean. Yeah, I mean. I think because I live here, like I just everything. take it for granted. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you all take it for granted. Australia's way more fun. Everyone's so so cool for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> We're very chill. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome back anytime. All right, anytime you want to come over for our great Indian food and just have a chill vibe, let me know. All right. 
I'll, I'll show you Very around nice. some cool places. I am there. I am there. <laughs> Take you on to the, uh, the Latin dance scene, right? <laughs> Very nice. You can add your Indian style into it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you want to be the first to get every new episode, remember to subscribe to this podcast for free. Just search for Rave It Up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends and tell us what you love the most and even let us know what you want to hear on this podcast. You can even check out the videos of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. And for more, visit our website, raveituptv.com. Now, before I leave you today, I just want you to remember that you are loved and you are beautiful. Bye.